Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And today's guest is Melissa G. Wilson. She's the author of 15 books, five that have hit bestseller lists, including her latest, Networking is Dead, Creating Connections That Matter. This book hit number five on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list and number one on Barnes & Noble. Now Melissa is using her writing, publishing, and marketing savvy to help other thought leaders get their books out of their heads and into the hearts of others. To, the end, to that end today, she will share with us as many top tips as she can to help you bring the book you have in you to life. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much, Stacey. Now, let's talk about trends real quickly. What do you see as a direction a business book author should go currently, given the noisy landscape of publishing? Well, I have a lot of authors asking me whether they should publish traditionally or they should publish uh, self-publish. And I think that this is one of those unique times where I would say if you've got a platform, go ahead and look at traditional publishing. If you don't, do what Seth Godin calls bookstrapping, where you you are using the book as the uh, platform builder. And that's an important thing to know because if you go through the process of looking for an agent and then hoping that you're going to get picked up, they're going to want the platform. So that's certainly uh, an important thing to consider. Nowadays, self-publishing is easier than ever, and that's what's creating the noise. So the rule of thumb that I'm hearing from other experts and I concur with is definitely focus on the very best book you can possibly create. And my recommendation is uh, take take a look at building a team, and self-publish if you haven't built the platform. And then if you have a platform, one of the things I find myself doing with authors is adding on another piece to it. A lot of business book authors are doing self-help books. So I have an author now who's creating a book, and we negotiated outside of the uh, traditional book contract with a major publisher a guidebook or a planner. And so those are some of the unique things you can do now, and the author has the rights to the planner. So I say it's like popcorn at the movies. That's where you can make a lot more money than even going just with the one book is to take a look at what else can you do with a book. Melissa, that's really interesting, the difference between and how it's changed, you know, in the the landscape of publishing, self-publishing, uh, and so on. It's gotten to be a huge, huge industry, and and you you can get lost in that industry. And for you, and your special process in researching, how does that help you? What do you do? How does the research process take you from yes, I'm interested to yes, I'm going to work with this author? Well, one of the things that we do that. Uh, a lot of publishers, when I should say all publishers, when you deliver uh, a proposal, they'll want to have a competitive analysis. And usually they're happy with three or so books that you're, you're juxtaposing your proposed book up against. What we do, my team and I, I work with an author, and we'll look at up to 50 books. 
and we will look at the rank, we'll look at the year it came out, we'll look at the number of pages, we'll look at the, the different publishers, just to get an idea of what the, the landscape looks like, what categories the book is uh, growing in. We'll look at books that are ranked number from number one to about 50,000, because those are books that are under the description. You can see the rank on Amazon, and you can see how they're performing. So a lot of people don't realize that. We look at all that. I look at the number of chapters. I look at the chapter titles. And then we look at the reviews, and we look at the patterns on the four- and five-star reviews and the one and two. We look for gaps, and we look for things that people always like. And we're able to really then build a great outline from that and help position the author so he or she is much better um, positioned for success. And it's it, it has made a, a huge difference with the authors with whom we've worked. What are the biggest mistakes that first-time authors make with their books, Melissa? The worst is coming to a book coach and asking, uh, hey, I've got my book done, what should I do now? That's not the time to ask that question, and it's so, so much harder. It would be like building a home and for the first time and then going to a, an architect and asking him, you know, what should I do? So what should be done is, is go to see somebody in the beginning and really go through the analysis of should I self-publish, should I publish traditionally, should I hybrid publish, should I do this, that, whatever. Um, can you do the research either yourself or uh, have somebody do it? And then what what I think is important is understanding that marketing starts, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, Stacy, in, in uh, what Annie Jennings does. It, it starts before the book is even started to, to take off, you know, from a development standpoint in your mind. You know, what, what, what you might be interested in uh, might not be at all what your book turns into. There's a lot of, there are a lot of clever things that you can do as a book author, and why just go for it without doing the research first. So don't do the book uh, before you talk to some experts would be a suggestion. And what would be one of your best tips for book success, Melissa? I would say number one would be do the research or get someone to help you do the research. And then another one I'll add in would be take a look at understanding that one of the big things you can do today is create a series. So you can't copyright a title so somebody can take the title that you have, and that's just the way it is in the book world. However, you can definitely develop a series and trademark it, like the Dummy series. So a lot of the authors I work with now, we talk about what would it look like if you do a series. And what Amazon has is an algorithm that cross-sells a series. So when you load a book up, when you're ready to go and, and create a book through a, a site like CreateSpace that's owned by Amazon, it will ask you, is this part of a series? So that's a huge opportunity, and we talk a lot about that to our clients. And it's a really neat area to take a look at for yourself so that you can get the most out of your publishing efforts. Well, Melissa, I wish we had more time. You have so much insight into the new book publishing industry and marketing industry and all of that. I mean, it has changed so much over the years. 
And uh, I know that you also provide weekly blog posts for our listeners, for everyone, and a free book to help authors learn more about this publishing maze today on your site at networlding.com. We'll spell that networlding, networlding.com. And uh, we look forward to your future updates. Thank you again for being here. Thank you very much, and I'll look forward to coming back, and have a great day. And this podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the National Publicity Firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com discover the blogger that is just right for you. Until next time.